In order to know virtue, we must first acquaint ourselves with vice. What do we think of that, ladies? I <laughs> love it! Already. Yes! I <laughs> love it! I made that myself walking up and down my uh, wood okay. floors in high heels. Oh yeah. my goodness! With my sister's friend, who's a sound engineer, helping with the music bit. So, yeah. Okay. Whose voice is that? Hers. Oh. Yours? Oh! <laughs> yeah. Wow! Yeah, you won't sound like yourself on this either. Okay. I was like, who is that? <laughs> when you get the raw file, you'll be like, what? Who? Who's talking? You're going to be like, that's that's you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I love it. Is that going to be like the slogan? That's it. That's the, yeah, oh, that's the start of all of it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is really special because we're actually doing this podcast from Stockholm, um, where it all began, actually, amazingly. So, um, my. Words. I know. <laughs> Some of my very best friends in the whole world are here with me tonight. So we have the inspiration for my fabulous Astrid Stevens. And that's what we'll be calling her all evening. And then we have the wonderful Lisa as well. Hi. Amazing. Um, and who we don't have is the inspiration for the fabulous Tiffany. Um, because she's still, believe it or not, two years on suffering from COVID. Mm. So <laughs> bless her. But I want to give a big shout out to Tiffany right now. Yes, Yay. Tiffany. You. I know. We're on chapter 14 of Vice. The day. I want to do to you what spring does to the cherry trees. And for that, we credit the fabulous Pablo Neruda. The moment Hunter's eyes snapped open, she could feel the sense of excitement vibrating through the hall. The preemptive atmosphere of the day was akin to a graduation. Perhaps, more accurately, a passage into something more profound, like freedom. Many people would find this ironic for an S&M wedding, but not Hunter. It certainly didn't feel like a wedding, more like a coming of age or a flowering. This, she reflected as she rose and stretched, could be something to do with the flower gardens that they were expected to wear for the first part of the ceremony. Hers was sitting on the overly pink, overly girly dressing table. The latex would come later. As evening descended, the darker festivities would begin. The nymphs of light would become demons in the night. But by day... The day was to be a sun-filled celebration of innocence. Hunter could barely contain her amusement at the intended irony of this. Richard, I'm going to pause here because usually Darcy would jump in with Big Dick. Oh, okay. <laughs> because actually his nickname is Dick Hard, but she could never get it right. <laughs> so in your heads, just think either Big Dick or Dick Hard whenever you hear Richard's name. <laughs> yes. Oh. Richard was many things, but he was certainly not subtle. Regardless. The freedom and exuberance of the day promised to be enlivening. As she switched on the shower, Hunter looked out of the bathroom window and was pleased to note that the spring sunshine of the day had not simply been a tease, but a satisfying seduction. Can you stop there for a second? Sure. I love the line, <laughs> the nymphs of light will become demons in the night. Oh, thank that you. That is a beautiful <laughs> line. I love it. And I'm also so interested already. An S&M wedding. Yes! <laughs> Yay. People would find this ironic for an S&M wedding and I'm thinking, what has would anyone, be... Has, <laughs> have you ever seen an S&M wedding? Yes, I, I, was, oh. I was once a bridesmaid at wow. an S&M wedding, which is where oh a lot of this inspiration God. comes from. It was pretty cool, but I have embellished massively, obviously. Okay. Oh. So what's the like? What? What does it involve? Well, if you um, read on. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. sorry. No, We're getting no, ahead no, no, of ourselves. This is exactly right. Like, jump in. This is the whole idea. Oh. But I'm glad you like that line because I think that made the cut from my editor as well, which is unusual. Wow. Because 
Okay. Um, Do you have a phrase for this? Wait, don't go there. Like that that's one of the questions that will come later. Yes. Hey. She wrote this book. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Do I need to ask questions? But hold on. When you say latex, do you remember Kim Kardashian's um latex yes, dress yes, with yes. the thing with the bum and the yes. champagne thing? Is it like, like that? that? Mine was better than that. Okay. <laughs> That outfit's just in your cupboard. It is, yeah. Now <laughs> I was gonna say you can't really use it again. Just like, just <laughs> Why like, not? There are parties. No, yeah. I did. Oh, I did. Okay. Weirdly, in Sweden, yeah. for the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, See, nice. and I wore it to that, and I, there was a picture taken, and it's. I mean, actually, it's. It was on our um, a little not poster. What do you call them? Polaroid at our wedding. Yeah. It was me in the latex oh. dress at the Rocky Horror Picture Show. What color? Red. Hunter stepped out into the bright sunlight and squinted through her elegant Chanel sunglasses. She'd chosen white frames to complement her first required outfit of the day. All the women present had been specifically instructed to wear white diaphanous dresses. The prerequisite that they had to be floaty, sexy and above all cheap had greatly amused Hunter. She suspected that she knew why. They wouldn't last the day. Not unlike some of the guests. Ooh. <laughs> Probably heat <Ooh>. exhaustion. <laughs> The flower garland she had placed atop her head as the final flourish to her outfit was not her usual style, but this was Tiffany's day and she would have turned up in a twin set in pearls if it had been what a friend wanted. That's nice. I know. Shout out to Tiffany again. Yeah. Were you here in spirit? The party was to take place at the rear of the hall in the private walled grounds, away from prying eyes. An open-sided marquee had been set up and was adorned with pale pink satin sashes, which were surprisingly subtle for Tiffany. I also just want to caveat this with my friend that I'm talking about, like our very good friend is um, who this character has been sort of based on, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> the character I'm talking about is not our darling friend yeah. before everybody gets offended on her behalf. Um, she was just a wonderful inspiration. Hunter could already see efficient white tuxedo waiters pouring pale rosy wine into crystal glasses and arranging stands of pink frosted cupcakes. I mean, who wouldn't enjoy that? As she neared the marquee, Hunter caught sight of Stuart. He was already having a ball, chatting up some gorgeous young waiter. But Hunter did a, double, did a double take. She knew that waiter, had spoken to him countless times over her weekend at the windmill with him. My God, she thought, clever boy. Hunter smiled and shook her head in disbelief, though deep down she knew she wouldn't be too, sorry, deep down she knew she shouldn't be too surprised. After all, People with their slightly twisted darkness usually gravitated towards one another in the end. She smiled and waved in greeting, which brought a reciprocal wave from Stuart and a disbelieving gasp from the boy. Hunter laughed. This was going to be even more fun than she thought. And good for Stuart. He deserved someone nice for a change. Aww. I know. <laughs> this relationship is really cute because this character that I wrote of the waiter was a sort of aside in I think chapter 6 and everybody loves him this darling waiter so I had to bring him back for chapter 14 she continued to wander around determined to enjoy the beauty of her surroundings before the bacchanal destroyed it it truly was a beautiful day dandelion heads danced in the gentle breeze the spring sunshine bathed her bare shoulders in a warm honey glow she had just begun to debate with herself whether it was too early for pims when a deep voice purred in her ear hello the world froze Hunter felt as though she'd been struck by lighting. She had known he was coming, of course, had been preparing herself for this moment for weeks. In the end, though, her preparations had amounted to precisely nothing. Out of this eternal maelstrom, she managed to pull, hello, in response. Can I just go back to 
the pims. No. <laughs> I need Never to pick up too a early for pims. Yes, Lisa. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so mine is the voice that purred in her ear. Like, I love that. I'm like, I can imagine it. It's sexy. But Ooh. also because I know you and Kat yeah. as well, I've also got like the double things. I'm like, there's voice purring. I'm like, this oh, is so cute. <laughs> Me? Cats? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what about cats? What are you talking about? Hunter's head was reeling. His words had caused a surge in her and she had barely collected herself to respond appropriately before he handed her a delicate china cup. Without thinking, she took it from him and immediately hated herself for doing so. The clear pink liquid that slid down her throat was off-puttingly warm. She had expected wine, but no, it was some sort of tea? Hmm. I know. All will be revealed. <laughs> Delicious, isn't it? Our consummate hostess is serving a little pre-game hibiscus tea to help those less hardcore than us keep up with the drinking. Mm. He has stressed the us with a smile. Hunter wasn't sure if it was a reference to the two of them or a joke at the expense of the outside of the... Oh my God. <laughs> Why did I write this so difficultly? Hunter wasn't sure if it was a reference to the two of them or a joke at the expense of those outside the inner circle who clearly didn't have the stamina. However else she felt about him, he never failed to touch something inside her. But she couldn't have it and it broke her heart. Desire like this was a fucking curse. She looked straight at him, trying to seem in control. But I don't need you. Though her body, as ever, betrayed her words, she meant every single thing she said. Just forgive the crackle of pages. <laughs> you know, it's always a new podcast when this happens. Although I think it has a, a pleasant, old worldy uh, ambiance. Her gaze travelled inexorably and involuntarily downwards, and she almost drooled the obvious bulge in his trousers. She remembered what this cock could do to her. What? Sorry, what? <laughs> I know. We've kind of jumped right in there. She remembered what his cock could do to her. So she's she's been here before. She likes this guy, even though... It, Things have happened, so she is I'm less than impressed. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. trying to piece it all together. Like, oh, yeah. These guys have history. Yeah. This is someone <laughs> right. new. This is a friend, the wedding. Exactly. What did it do to her beforehand? Yeah. This is a lot of history. Chapter four is where they started, and then I think chapters five, six, seven, eight were pretty raunchy. Interesting. All right, um. all right, all right. <laughs> and this is the man with no name. Okay. He who shall never be named. Okay. So, all of the delicious ways it had tamed her, and that curve, that curve that touched places no other man ever had. All right. Okay, I'm sorry. I almost spoke in Jamaican just now. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> What's the Jamaican for what you're about to, to say? all the Jamaican people out there. <laughs> Do it. Do it. That curve. <laughs> what? It's been a minute since I've seen curve. No. Okay, let's carry on. <laughs> I mean, that curved, so. Mm -hmm. um, but every time she thought about returning to him, she thought of the look on Stephanie's face as she told her and imagined the pain the girl would have suffered, and she knew that she couldn't. Not ever. Mm. He seemed to sense her thoughts. You're still mine. Wherever you fight it, you don't have the power to break the bond we forged. She knew suddenly, as she felt a flush in her face and between her legs, that he'd put something aphrodisiac in her tea. No, he didn't. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Unable to maintain her discipline, she let a gasp of realization Wait, escape her on. lips. <laughs> How rude are we allowed to be when we respond? Oh, completely. Do I have like, to keep it. PG? No, Christ, no. 
I was gonna be I was gonna say something like, oh the dick juice. <laughs> It was pink. Like, what? Why would she just drink it. that right away? Ah, but she said she was his submissive, so she had to obey. Oh, I okay. see. Yes. So they were sort of playing that out. Like, that's she did that it. automatically oh, as well. That's it. Oh. But Dick Juice is going to be on a t shirt now. So, there you go. <laughs> yes, please. I thought it was the Dick Juice. <laughs> Interesting. Unable to maintain her discipline, she let a gasp of realization escape her lips. She knew by his smile that he had understood that she had guessed what he had done to her. You see, you are mine. You love this life as much as I do. You need it. You drank that tea before you even had a chance to think. I would have put, sorry, I could have put anything in there and you would have drunk it down willingly. That's not true. Hunter gasped. Even as she said the words, she knew he was right. If he had heard Hunter's words, he pretended not to. Enjoy the day, Venatrix, he said in his low, deep growl. And with that, he turned and walked leisurely away, a lord surveying his grounds. Um, yeah, how men smell, that can be a real... Listen, mm. listen, that can be, yeah, the death of you. <laughs> the death Where you're trying you. to look away from it, you're like, I don't care. Yeah. I do not care. <laughs> Could you stand away from me <laughs> as you're staring in the other direction? Yeah. I love it. Uh-huh. Oh. Nothing's getting wet as I just sit here and ignore you. <laughs> it's true it's hard we all know it's not true yeah it's hard you're trying to be strong no him and his smell never mind Lisa never mind (laughs) but you're right because funnily enough Hunter hated to admit it to herself but even the sound and shape of his voice had been enough to make her thighs stick together her delicate la thong was already ruined and he had put an aphrodisiac in her tea what a monster but what a master Fuck knows where he had got something that genuinely worked. It was probably illegal, and from one of his many trips to the Orient. Provided it wasn't actually something like Cantharidin, perhaps she would survive the day. They didn't just swim in the same pool of depravity. They experienced the world in the same way. No, she had to put a stop to those thoughts right there. She would not let him know how he had affected her. Now that the initial unavoidable jolt of desire had come and gone, she would maintain better control of herself. She had to. She had to just think of some way to ignore the effects of the drug. She was strong, and she could do this. And if all else failed, surely Darcy would have something she could use. Did they make anti-Viagra? She wondered, <laughs> as she walked somewhat dizzily in search of her friends. <laughs> and now Astrid is going to take over. <laughs> uh, one of Richard's favourite toys was an original 17th century cannon which he liked to show off to anybody and everyone who visited the hall. It was natural then that he had decided to kick off the wedding weekend by using the cannon to buy a piece of every guest's underwear. (laughs) What? True story. What? (laughs) A piece of every guest's underwear. What do you mean a piece of? A piece of. Like a thong or a bra or a boxer short. Oh, a piece of. A a garment. Oh, a garment. Didn't you think you had to cut it? Garment. Actually, I'm going to change it to garment. Sorry. Oh, Oh my God. I'm already having fun at this wedding. (laughs) A wool garden. Everyone's underwear gets fired off. (laughs) Unconventional for sure. But uh, with what was an unconventional wedding? Only the usual suspects had been invited, and none of them were likely to be surprised by such an eccentric start to the ceremony. In any case, it certainly be a bloody hymn. Still, that was a hell of a lot of underwear. It reminded Hunter of Tiffany's hen party in Las Vegas. 
they were booked in to see Tom Jones <laughs> at the BGM Grand on their uh, second night. And Hunter had purchased a beautiful thong specifically to toss at him. On the night, though, her arm had proved significantly weaker than she'd imagined it to be. And a thong had landed on the head of an enormous bald guy about four <laughs> rows in front. Oops. Astrid had nearly burst a lung from laughing. That is actually also a true story. Oh, <laughs> what? I did. I took a thong to throw at Tom Jones in Vegas and it hit like the bald guy four rows down. <laughs> oh I was my 21. Gosh. <laughs> Oh, imagine that poor guy going home. Like, imagine if he got caught on his jacket or something. He used to go home to his wife and be like, I don't know how this got here. I feel really? like someone just threw this at me. Nobody did. I love that. I never thought of that, but yes, yeah. that's excellent. Oh, excellent. Um, Hunter found Astrid and Darcy on the back lawn, where the guests were starting to congregate. With all the women all in white and the men in pastel deck shorts and polo shirts, it looked like a, br- a bloody prep school reunion, mm. although admittedly one of the more exclusive ones. Hunter was desperate to talk to Darcy, but she wanted to do it alone, and she knew she'd have to wait until the break between the day and night events. Ooh. Ooh. So there's like no, different yeah. themes. Okay. So you guys have the day, and yeah. tomorrow night we have the night. Oh. Right. Is this based on the real wedding you uh, went to? well no I mean, up to a point I went to a latex wedding but, and it yep. was fabulous and fun but this gets a lot more okay. interesting okay. I like the idea of it like, mm. but you know the best thing about writing is you know when you wish you'd done something or said something yeah. mm-hmm. when you write you can actually make it that you did mm, <laughs> that's true Richard she knew would have filled each ceremony far too ridic- full of ridiculous set pieces to allow for anything as inane as conversation to take place the moment Darcy set eyes on Hunter, she sighed. Hunter, how is it you've managed to make a cheap white dress look like it was bloody made for you? I look like I borrowed my big sister's... Moo-moo. Moo-moo. Yeah, moo-moos are a thing. Darcy tended to stick to severely tight clothing to show off her minimal curves to the best of their advantage, but her day dress was leaning towards the baggy. Astrid, meanwhile, looked like a small white lampshade. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) She was also wearing the most enormous oversized sunglasses Hunter had ever seen. Darcy was more stylishly attired in small classy frames. Hunter had cheated a bit and gone for a dress which was sexily slinky, but it did have a skirt with a handkerchief hem that made it just as diaphanous Diaphanous. enough to pass. That sounds that like something you have yeah. at the bottom of... Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Darcy, you're great, Hunter stated in a tone that bro- uh, brooked no argument. Darcy rolled her eyes. I look like a parachute hunter. You look like the love child of Jessica Rabbit and Grace Kelly. Hunter laughed. Well, if I'm Grace Kelly, then you're your very own Audrey Hepburn. And I'm Tempest Storm, Astrid said excitedly with a giggle. And Tiffany obviously has to be Marilyn. And she does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and with that, she threw on a pout and she struck Marilyn's famous holding down her dress pose. <laughs> the friends were still laughing when the big double doors of the hall opened to reveal the happy couple. Tiffany practically glided onto the lawn. Her dress was floaty and pastel pink. Her long blonde hair, loose and woven with flowers. Astrid's handiwork. Hunter was, a hunter was told in a pr- uh, proud half whisper. Richard was wearing a waistcoat in a matching pink and could not have looked more like the cat who got the cream if he had arrived dressed as a furry. 
There was a general quieting of voices as the guests turned to see where the couple were waiting. Good morning, everyone. Richard boomed. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> Richard boomed. And welcome to the wedding of the century. The more outrageous and ostentatious you can make today, the better. Seriously, all better off this weekend. And we have engineered a good few surprises for everyone. So, unless you're specifically required in one of the ceremonies, one off, thought mm. Hunter in the same moment. She caught Richard throw a discreet wink towards Astrid. You're welcome to be as deprived and as, as imaginative as possible. So, on that note, and without further ado, underwear, please. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there was a ripple of laughter as the people started pulling underwear from shirt pockets, purses, and, in Astrid's case, her cleavage. One of the women across from them simply lifted her dress and removed the thong she was wearing, much to the delight of her escort. Hunter <laughs> took the opportunity to survey the rest of the guests. Her waiter from the weekend and the current object of the steward's affections appeared at her elbow with a silver tray. She smiled what she hoped was a reassuring hello, and he grinned back. Then he continued to make his way through the crowd, inviting the women to deposit their underwear on the tray. I feel it's so classy for Yay! such a like <laughs> commenting. Yeah, here's a tray. I'm thinking, you know, in cartoons where they have yeah. a little lid that they lift up. <laughs> it's like a silver tray and they lift oh, it up. It's class all the way here. And they really use a, a pair of tongs. Following the burst of cannon fire and the inevitable rain of lace, after the applause and the retrieval of scraps of satin and silk from all over the lawn by the bemused staff came the ritual virgin sacrifice. <laughs> Don't worry, it's not as bad as it <laughs> This part of the ceremony had Richard written all over it. It was to take place at the old rock that sat at the very centre of the grounds of the hall. Richard liked to have people believe it was akin to something like Stonehenge, but really it was just a large stone, too big and too ancient to be moved without a lot of fuss. Today, however, it was to be the setting of a bit of kinky amusement. For the sacrifice, Richard said, he required the four most beautiful Maynards? Maynards, yeah. Maynards present. And with that, he invited the bride, Hunter, Astrid and Darcy to join him by the rock. The four women were instructed to stand with their backs against the stone and to lift their hands as high above their heads as possible. At this point, it became clear that Astrid was far too short to take part in the ritual. <laughs> Almost immediately, another woman volunteered a sacrifice. Hunter noted that it was the same woman who had whipped her knickers off for the opening ceremony. Of course it was. <laughs> Silly naive Way too woman, eager. Hunter thought. <laughs> she only suspected what would happen next, but she had enough experience at the hall to realise their dresses were not long enough, or were not long for this world. I'm so intrigued by this haul. <laughs> I'm so intrigued by Stephanie. I want to know what's going Yay. on. <laughs> well, that's a success even just from there. <laughs> the rock was roughly four-sided. So each woman was facing outwards towards uh, around a quarter of the guests who stood around them in a circle. The woman's wrists were firmly bound with beautiful Japanese silk rope. They were then tied to each other before the master tie was hooked over the top of the rock itself. By now, there really was no escape. Hunter had gasped in pleasure as she felt the rope slide across her skin like a satin kiss. And now she was getting more and more turned on by the second. Smiling, she closed her eyes and... 
Oh no! Amidst all the excitement, she had completely forgotten to ask Darcy what could be done to counteract the drug he had given her. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's this still hugged! Is... <laughs> I also love, like, you, you can stop now. Oh, sorry! <laughs> <laughs> but this is good, you're intrigued. I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I wonder Wait, what's happening. So yeah. this is how they're tied. Yeah, so they're all tied. On a big stone, so there's yeah. one right. either face. I'm like, assuming on the no one's wearing underwear here, so they chose on their bottom. <laughs> I think this is like a guilty pleasure. Like, I would definitely read this while I'm on a beach. (laughs) Yes! This is exactly what I was going for. The beach read that everybody wants. Hurry on, lady. Speaking of that, she'd completely forgotten to ask Darcy what could be done counter at the drug he'd given her. Um, And now it was too late. She could feel herself succumbing to even the smallest stimulus. Her entire body tingling as though it was slipping into a warm liquid. This was going to be a nightmare. She was starting to tremble. God, girl, get it together. (laughs) She breathed deeply and repeated the mantra in her head, even as her pulse increased and her thighs began pressing together involuntarily. She looked up and found his eyes on her, as she knew they would be. Unsurprisingly, he was already enjoying the show. Her eyes locked, and the intensity of their attraction would have brought Hunter crashing to the floor, were it not for the silk restraining her. Instead, her desire started to pulse between her legs. Shut up, this is Fifty Shades. It is! But written well. Better. Better. (laughs) Oh my god! Suddenly, Richard stepped forward with a showman's flourish. He bowed deeply to the woman and then turned and did the same to his guests. Jesus Christ, Darcy whispered. She was on Hunter's left and Tiffany was centre stage on the right. No knickers was between Darcy and Tiffany, invisible to Hunter from her angle. (gasps) What's that he's holding? A bayonet. Hunter was sleeping. <laughs> Don't worry. It doesn't get that dark. A bayonet. Hunter was back, thankful to Darcy for the distraction. A what? It's authentic, Hunter said. A World War One original. He showed me once before. But don't worry, it's for Tiffany. Of course it is, Darcy said. The two friends fell silent. Richard had just embarked on yet another little speech, something about virgins being sacrificed to ensure the sexual pleasure of the tribe. God, if there ever was a man who loved his own voice, it was him. Darcy's eyes were riveted on the bayonet, obviously anticipating some sort of mishap. Quite what she thought she could do in an event was sorry, quite what she thought she could do in an event was beyond Hunter, but she found herself giggling at the thought. Good God, was she drunk? What the hell was in that tea? Finally, mercifully, Richard finished talking and turned slowly towards the woman. He walked towards his wife, weapon outstretched. Fred really would have a field day here, Hunter thought, and started giggling again. Her strapless dress was already starting to ride down because of the position she was in. If she kept giggling, it would be around her waist in no time. The thought made her imagine him striding through the throng of guests and sucking her nipples as she stood bound and helpless. Pause, let's drink some wine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let's just drink some wine. Let's drink some wine. I know. I, I feel I did warn you, though. I, See, <laughs> I was still thinking about the last thing, you know, strapless dresses. And yes. I was like, 
gosh, I hate strapless dresses. I know. Oh, they're so okay, glad I they? stopped wearing them. Yeah. Like, I used to have it with strapless bras as oh. well, where you're constantly pulling them up. And I was like, Strapless oh. bras are like, put on here, I don't know, by the devil. They're the worst yeah. things they're in the world. Like, it's and a you waste feel it. You feel it, like, slowly <laughs> yeah. pull down. And you're like, how long can I wait? No, yeah. okay, <laughs> You look good for the first five yeah. seconds yeah. standing yeah. in your own bedroom. Yeah. yeah, that's it. The thought made her imagine him striding through the throng of guests and sucking her nipples as she stood bound and helpless. She closed her eyes and tried to think of something else. Anything else. My love, Richard said. Do you submit to my sacrifice? I do, Tiffany replied breathlessly. Poor Tiffany has no idea what's going on tonight, <laughs> does she? <laughs> you talk to me like, well, you got up to quite a lot. <laughs> With that, he took the bayonet above his head and in a quick but practiced movement... He cut Tiffany's dress from cleavage to ankle. Shut it. Ah. It fell into glorious puddles at her feet. The crowd were momentarily blinded. Then as one, they gasped. Tiffany was covered from head to toe in pink Swarovski crystals. Oh, wow. And Shut. shining iridescent in the sun. Yes. Would oh, you want nice. to be? Yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yep. Oh, yes. <laughs> The jewels kissed her naked skin and squirrel. Squirrels? Jesus Christ, no, sorry. I will edit that bit out. The jewels kissed her naked skin in swirls, making stunning designs that centered around her amazing curves and spiraled into her nipples. She was magnificent. Richard kissed her deeply. Gentlemen, Richard roared, gesturing towards the three other bound women with the bayonet. Volunteers? <laughs> right? Wow. Can you imagine being a guy there being like, uh, yeah. Volunteer. <laughs> so at least it got up so fast there, she startled the dog. <laughs> uh, so Richard returned to caressing his wife as a waiter stepped forward with the tray holding very sharp looking ski and do's. Mm -hmm. I love that you both went, mm hmm. Where is my Scottish cousin? When I mentioned this the first time, I went, What's a ski and do? <laughs> I was like, have you lost your mind? What? <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I'm not going to go over it again because we went over it in chapter four. But yes, I love that you guys were like, yeah, fine, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Immediately, the men began jockeying for the privilege. Despite herself, Hunter still wanted desperately for him to choose her. She wanted him to slice through every stitch of her dress. That's right. To watch as it pulled to her feet and open her legs to him. In her mind, she was powerless to stop him. She imagined him plunging into her as he thrusted her heart against the rock with an animal roar. She wanted to feel the stone cut into the skin of her back, to feel the bite of the rope on her wrists as he fucked her harder and harder. But curved dick. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I even as I read about animal roar, you're right, I've made him quite animalistic. Mm. Yeah. Um, she imagined him holding his knife at her throat as he took her, his other hand gripping the flesh of her thigh, hard enough to leave bruises. She could feel his rhythm in her mind, could feel the heat between her thighs. His eyes remained locked on hers. Hunter drank in every sinew of his body, her desire so strong it practically thrummed in the air. She felt herself sinking down, and might well have fallen if it were not that her wrists, wrists were so securely bound. It was all she could do not to cry. Hunter's ardour was not lost on Stuart. He was watching her, and could clearly see how much she wanted him. He understood the desire and the dynamic of the relationship Hunter so clearly needed. He dreamed of a relationship like that. If only he could find a young man willing and eager to be his submissive. Oh. I know. It's such a nice relationship, this guy and Stuart. Maybe one day, he thought, as he watched the spectacle unfold, pretending to himself he wasn't looking around for the waiter from, from earlier. 
He vowed that he'd find the object of Hunter's desire later in the evening and have it out with him. Those two, he knew, needed one another, and he felt certain that only something completely ridiculous or totally irrelevant was keeping them apart. Hunter's pride, probably. It was then that Stuart realised that no one had moved to release Hunter from her shackles. Peter had been first through the, through the throng. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Alliteration's all very well, but Jesus Christ. Peter had been... We also, we don't like Peter. We'll okay. probably get this from the next sentence. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm still on the last sentence. I'm like, what is keeping them apart? There we go. Yes! Oh, yes! Okay. Pride. Like, what is pride? <laughs> this is something you probably will never experience because you've met the love of your life that you will spend forever I know. with. I Oh, yeah. So this is it for you. Yeah. However, <laughs> sometimes things just happen. Sometimes people are stupid. Yeah. So Peter, who we don't like, mm-hmm. had been the first through the throng, practically knocking people over to get his wife. That's Darcy, <laughs> by the way. She's married to Peter. Okay. Oh, this is okay. And this is yeah. A little gauche, Stuart, <laughs> Stuart felt, even in this setting. One of the other chaps, a bloke he'd met once or twice in Cambridge, was attending to Jessica. This is Miss No Knickers, by the way. But Hunter was still tied up and completely clothed. He's clearly not going to move, Stuart thought to himself. Well, I'm nothing if not a gentleman. Hmm. I know, leaving her all there. Hunter was in agony. Not only was she hornier than she'd ever been, she was also tied up and unable to do anything about it. He was clearly refusing to come to her rescue. He just stared at her. A wolverine smile playing on his lips. The more I'd say about it, you're absolutely right with animal stuff. Yeah, this was, this was like, actually unintentional. But <laughs> Damn, she thought. How am I supposed to get out of this? There was certainly no question of any other man coming to her rescue. Everyone else was keeping well away, probably assuming she still belonged to him. Okay. Yeah. This he, was well known. Yes, in uh-huh. this circle of friends, mm-hmm, definitely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was certainly imposing enough that no one else would challenge him or dream of approaching his woman. His ownership was always total. All the guests either admiring Tiffany's spectacular body art or watching as the other two women were divested of their dresses, she was just about to whisper over to Richard for some assistance when Stuart strode forward, brandishing the final knife from the tree. Not to worry, sweetheart, your Prince Charming has arrived. Oh, thank God, she replied, smiling. This is a first, though, having my clothes ripped off by a gay man. (laughs) Stuart laughed. Then, reaching forward, he cut through Hunter's dress so skillfully that it fell in half around her. She liked Botticelli's Venus emerging from her clamshell, a fact that was not lost on the guests who applauded with appreciation. (laughs) Hunter took a a couple of steps from the stone and kissed Stuart on the cheek uh, in heartful tanks. Well, that wasn't so bad, she said playfully. Hunter knew that he was still watching her. She had a sudden desire to stick her tongue out at him, but she refrained. She even found herself unable to peel her eye from uh, her eyes from him for more than a second at a time. Aha, uh-huh, she realised. The aphrodisiac must be wearing off. Uh, thank the Lord. Now at least she can enjoy the rest of the day without making a spectacle of herself by drooling all over him. All four women had now been safely removed from their confinement. While Tiffany was literally sparkling in the sun. And actually, she literally was, because she's covered in Swarovski frescoes. So literally, I just want to point that out. Actually, literally. It's the correct use of literally. Why don't they make that like a new tradition for brides? (laughs) So rather than lingerie, crystals. Adorn your body. In crystals. Mm -hmm. Goodness. Sounds amazing. And naked Jessica was loving every second of attention. Darcy, meanwhile, was looking achingly elegant in a strapless white bathing suit. Even though she was dressed so demurely, 
Peter was still hovering protectively close, and he hadn't given the knife back either. He was failing so spectacularly in his bullying efforts to be the alpha male that Hunter almost felt sorry for him. Almost. It took some time, but Richard finally managed to pry himself away from a breathless Tiffany. By then, Hunter noticed more than a few of Tiffany's gems were stuck to the crotch of the shorts. <laughs> he uh, led his prisoners from the stone and towards a tray of champagne glasses. Stuart held Hunter's glass decorously as she massaged some life back into her wrists. Spectacular as ever, my dear, Stuart said. Thanks. As she took a glass of champagne, she looked over to Darcy and Peter, who were deep in animated conversation. Storm clouds were brewing over there. She was considering whether to interrupt them when Astrid came bounding over to her. Well, I'm bloody jealous that I missed out on that. Should have worn higher heels. Well, I wouldn't worry, Hunter said. I'm sure there's plenty more fun in store for us. You're rooting tooting right there is, Astrid squealed. And this time it's all about me. Come on, you two. I'm the croquette. Stuart and Hunter looked over, uh, looked at each other with the same question in their eyes. She's the croquette? As soon as they had reached the... Am I it's saying croquet. It? Croquet! <laughs> I thought you'd get it on the second turn, and I was like... I think I was yes. just reading it in the context yes. of the story and assuming it's something else, like some old word. It's, I'm like, it's some Scottish, some yes. sexual <laughs> Scottish thing. Some sexual <laughs> Scottish thing. Can Andrew look up the Urban Dictionary? Is there a sexual Scottish thing for croquet? Croquet, sorry. Um... Stuart and Hunter looked at each other with the same question in their eyes. She's the croquet. As soon as they reached the croquet pitch, Hunter and Stuart found the answer to their question. That at its very centre was Astrid, stripped to her underwear and staked the lawn at her wrists and ankle with croquet hoops. What? This happened at the wedding. What? Yeah, the bride was staked out with croquet hoops around her wrists and ankles. Legs were this way? Yeah. Like a yeah. floor. The whole okay. Sweat eagle. Yeah, totally consensually though, like absolutely gorgeous, yeah. full on outfit, but like staked and they played for wow. around. <laughs> she didn't lose anything, like. <laughs> no, no, it was all there. Well, I mean, she didn't play in the game, so I assume she didn't, you know, win the game, but. No, because she's on the ground. Yeah. And they're playing around her, mm -hmm. so there wasn't some clumsy guy. Oh, God, no, 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 no. And oh, it wasn't okay. real croquet. Like, it is. Oh, okay, so showcased. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Ah, okay, I love cool. that you're convinced it's a real croquet match, and you're convinced it's a real wedding. <laughs> no, like, neither of these things is true. All of this is just to showcase. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. just to look Jesus. pretty and to be fabulous. Okay. Oh. Uh, well, this should be interesting, Darcy said, as she appeared at Hunter's elbow. Fabulous, Hunter laughed. But what the hell? She's a scoreboard, Darcy explained. Look, you write on her with one of those henna pens. Henna? That's going to leave quite the mark. Darcy raised an eyebrow. I think that's the idea. Mm. Well, this should be a good game, Stuart said. Then with a little, uh, like, bow or bow? What was bow. Oh, a bow. And a mumbled apology, he set off for the pitch. Darcy turned to Hunter. Fancy it? Uh, Hunter shook her head. I think I'll just enjoy the sun for a bit before the next game. Hunter was just about to ask her friend about the society and Marissa, who, come to think of it, was conspicuously absent today. All the other thousand questions she had for her when, suddenly, she was struck dumb. For there, not ten yards away, and hanging off his arm, was her replacement, 
The air left her lungs, and it was all she could do not to drop to her knees on the ground. Stammering, she looked to Darcy, but Darcy had already followed her gaze and was now staring, open-mouthed, at the couple. It was scanned consolation that her replacement looked like an uninitiated idea of a submissive. She was weak and girlish, almost waif-like. He could break her with barely a word, she thought, as tears threatened. But perhaps that was the appeal. She thought the pain she had felt at New Year's was the worst it could be. She'd been wrong. The remains of the aphrodisiac, which had kept her void for the past hour, instantly turned her insides cold. She turned around and vomited spectacularly into the shrubbery behind her. Darcy immediately sprang to Hunter's side and drew her subtly away from the croquet pitch and the prying eyes of gossiping guests. Hunter was devastated to note that his eyes would have not been among those who had just seen her breakfast. He hadn't even noticed her watching him, just sailed past, oblivious to the wreckage in his wake. It's okay, Darcy said, rubbing Hunter's back. Just breathe. Get it all out. Get everything out. Hunter wasn't sure whether Darcy was referring to the residual uh, contents of her stomach or any remaining feelings she still had for him. Come on, Darcy said gently. Look at me. Hunter did as she was asked. God, she began, taking in a great lung full of air. I'm sorry, I don't know. I didn't. You are fucking better than this, Darcy shouted. Tears were threatening to fall from her own eyes as well. She glanced through the croquet pitch, ready to shoot off any guests who were eager to join in their little drama. But fortunately, everyone's attention seemed to be on the match. Apparently, and unsurprisingly, this was the strip version. Already, many of the men were shirtless, and some were also shortless. <laughs> a little bit levity. Never thought of vomiting in the bushes. <laughs> Hunter took a deep, steadying breath. Darcy was right. She was better than this. She was also sick of this, literally. Again, actual mm. proper use of literally. She was tired of all the ridiculous back and forth, tired of the crummy soap opera that the relationship had become, and the games. She was so, so over the games. And this latest game was the worst. To do what he had done to her, say what he had said, and the whole time he had brought somebody else. The sick bastard. Okay, sweetie, Darcy said. When are you, uh, sorry, when are you next in the event? A hunter tried to think. Me? Oh, oh, God, not until this evening, I think. Yeah, I think all the afternoon stuff is down to the men now, but Darcy considered this, then nodded resolutely. Okay. She looked Hunter straight in the eye. You're coming upstairs with me. I'll get you an IV. We can spend a couple of hours just being us. Yeah. Hunter stared woozily at her friend. Did you see an IV? As in a hospital IV? Ooh. <laughs> I feel like I've seen this in Geordie. No, you should. This is a normal thing now. My friend really? does this all the time. Yeah. yeah. If you plan to have like a really drunken a weekend or a yeah. big event... Then you do the IV, yeah, to prepare your yeah. body and for it. Yeah, you yeah. go to IV bars. Yes. Oh my god. And it's actually really good. Yeah. See, I'm so squeamish. I feel like the thought of seeing. <laughs> some... No, I hate it. Like you can actually like something that goes. It's been sucked out of something yeah. into but your body. Into you. Oh like, no! The thought of it really grosses me. I out. wonder. Yeah. Speaking of that, I wonder why they can't just have it as a beverage. Yeah. <laughs> just drink it. Just have it. Take it a shot. Hashtag Let's just go. have it as a beverage. Yeah. yeah. Oh, put that on a t-shirt with next there. <laughs> Love it. Oh um, God. So Darcy nodded. I brought a few. Excellent for a hangover. I knew that today was going to be sorry, and I knew what today was going to be. 
Come on, let's get you into a bath or something and I'll hook you up. Then you and I are going to get ready. I'm going to make sure you are so sparkling tonight that nothing can bring you down. Despite her pain, Hunter was thrilled that she and Darcy would get some proper time together this afternoon. But won't Peter mind? She asked. Darcy shut her eyes and sighed. Peter can go fuck himself. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, we do like it. Oh, thought Hunter. Yikes. Okay. So, we'll forget about him for a while. By the sense of things, we should probably start by talking about what's really going on in Darcy's marriage. Hunter was a little disappointed that to be leaving the afternoon party so early, but she knew that Darcy was right. She would need her armour tonight. She was going to make sure that she looked so fucking fabulous that no one could touch her. Yeah. Oh my god! We hope you've enjoyed the latest chapter of Ice. If so, buy the book where even more will be revealed. But also get in touch and follow us into our world of debauchery on Instagram at Vice the Podcast. Or find me on Facebook and online at terrystewartauthor.com. Until next time.